Welcome to the Cosmic Collective Podcast. I'm your host and psychic medium, Mads, and in this community, we talk about all things spiritual awakening, higher consciousness, and unlocking the path back to your soul. Welcome to the Collective. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. I literally started this podcast at 11.11 this morning, so... I just think that is so incredibly synchronistic because of what we're talking about. You saw the title. Today we are diving into the topic of the divine feminine and the divine masculine. Who, what are they, what are these energies, what do they mean, how do they apply to us? We're just going to get right into it and with that we are also going to be touching on um, twin flames very, very slightly just because that is part of the divine feminine, divine masculine um, energy. It's part of the, the two halves of the soul. So we're going to explain that. And then I'm also going to explain to you what the distortion or misalignment or wounding of each of these polarities is, what the aligned version of these energies is, and how to get them back into balance. So Let's jump into it. If you can hear the birds chirping in the background, my doors are open, my windows are open. It's spring. It's minus seven today, but it's spring. (laughs) So I'm keeping everything open, really getting that fresh air in here. So I hope you don't mind and let's jump into it. Okay, I just listened back to my intro and I was very much in hyped up masculine energy so i just took a few deep breaths a glass of water we're calm now we're more in the feminine which is not necessarily where i prefer to be i love both but for the purposes of the podcast i'm not trying to stress anyone out so thank you for bearing with me on my change of tone and my change of energy (laughs) Um, I'm also going to have a timestamp listed below in the description and show notes. Um, So if you're just interested in hearing about certain parts of this conversation, um, then that will be available to you. So let's jump into it. Who or what are the Divine Feminine and the Divine Masculine? These titles are just energies. So whenever I refer to the divine feminine, I typically will say she. And when I refer to the divine masculine, I typically say he. But this has absolutely nothing to do with gender, sex, um, or personal expression in terms of your gender identity. In fact, I've met many people who are females um, and they are divine masculines, and I've met many people who are men, and they are divine feminines. And so it really just depends what half of your soul you are. And so let's kind of get into that. Why are there two polarized energies? So this is where kind of that part of the twin flame conversation comes in, and we're going to have that conversation relatively soon. Um, simply because I've been seeing a lot of interesting mm, quote-unquote woke <laughs> information on TikTok and it's starting to, uh, it's starting to frustrate me how, how misleading a lot of stuff is and the twin flames in that topic is one of them that's included. So 
there's a few things that I'm going to be discussing to kind of debunk some of the things that are going on in uh, mainstream media that are very misleading and, in, and inaccurate. Um, so the polarized energies of the divine feminine and the divine masculine, you may have seen this as the yin and yang symbol, that circle with the white and the black, and then the white has a little bit of black in it, the black has a little bit of white in it. That's the yin and yang. And they are respectively known. Yin is divine feminine. Yang is divine masculine. And these are two halves of one soul. So together, yin and yang are one soul. Now, I think we talked a little bit about this in the dimensions episode where I explained to you that living in the physical seventh dimension is the first dimension where both yin and yang um, can be fully one being. In the fifth and third dimensions, um, the yin and the yang are split just because of their lower density um, in terms of the planetary body. The planets are more dense, the dimensions are physically more dense, and so it's very hard for the soul to vibrate in its full capacity into one being. So what happens whenever you incarnate, Um, and actually this is going to go super well with next week's episode, uh, which I'll tell you at the end of this one, so stay tuned till the end if you want to know what we're we're talking about next week. Super interesting, and it's coming with a big announcement, so um, definitely listen to this to to get all the juice, or if you're a Sagittarius like me, you're going to skip forward to the end and then come back to the episode, but you know, that's how we do sometimes. Um, but when you're a whole soul, basically every soul, every whole soul, I'm just going to say soul comes from source, right? And then they move into what's called collective consciousness and collective consciousness is similar to like the blue avian collective, Christ consciousness, different, um, collectives like that. That, um, that live in the 10th and 11th dimension. I was going to say rule the 10th and 11th dimension, but that word is going to be taken out of context. So um, they will live in a collective, which means you do not have a physical body. You are purely um, light energy or even in some collectives, um, just pure consciousness. And you are part of a collective kind of like um, bubbles in a bath that are all amalgamated together, that's what collective consciousness is in the 10th, 11th dimensional sphere. And so once you're comfortable in the 10th, 11th dimensional sphere, you're going to say, okay, I want to go and grow as an individual consciousness. And you're going to move down to the 8th and 9th dimension. And these higher dimensions are um, grouped together just because there's not much difference in them, just like the 5th and 6th are kind of grouped together. Um... And that's something that we can dive into another time, but let's stay, let's stay on linear focus, Mads, because my mind, I feel like today, guys, my mind um, could go into like 55 different tangents. So um, bear with me. We're, I'm, I'm really up in my head today and in a good way, um, but in the eighth and ninth dimension, your soul will be in one entire being and so this is like being in Arcturus um different in Sirius even um different constellations and even the eighth and ninth dimensional Pleiades which is super cool and so 
Um, here you will be both yin and yang and um, you will be completely balanced in your energies because your whole soul is one in one being and someone actually sent me a dm over the weekend and I just want to give a big shout out to this person because I think so many people do have genuine questions and confusions about some of the things that are very esoteric and spiritual but a lot of people are still working towards becoming um, courageous enough to just ask the questions and someone actually sent me a dm and was like okay you're encouraging us to ask questions and so like i have questions this doesn't make exact sense to me and she had asked that um because i was speaking about how in venus um, venus is predominantly seventh to ninth dimensional and how um the the beings in in venus um venusians are predominantly feminine and she's like how does that work if in the seventh to ninth dimension they are their whole soul won't they have both polarities like how does that work and um in case you miss the stories i'll just briefly explain here um different planets cosmic bodies how i refer to them have their own um role so their own polarity venus is a feminine planet mother earth is a feminine planet although i I would recommend that you don't compare a third dimensional planet to a higher dimensional planet because there are many um, laws of physics that differentiate them. But Venus is a predominantly feminine planet, just like Mother Earth. And um, why that is, the most of an answer that I've explored on this topic is because each planet has its own consciousness Um which is maybe we can do an episode on that if it interests you. Um, Each planet has its own consciousness and therefore its own role that it contributes to not only its solar system or planetary system, um, but also to the entire galaxy. And then therefore the galaxy contributes to the entire multiverse. So um, the planet Venus is feminine. That's what her consciousness cosmic body expression is. So the beings, the Venusians on um, Venus are going to have more preference. They're going to vibrate a little bit more in their feminine energy, all the while having both of their polarities fully balanced, fully aligned, and using both of them. They're going to integrate their masculine, um, but they're going to, they're a little bit more feminine and Venusians are super cool. They're like really powerhouse feminine energies. Like you can feel the masculine energy in them because they're such feminine powerhouses. It's the coolest thing. Um, And then there's planets like Jupiter that exists primarily fifth to seventh dimensionally, but is more masculine. Um, And so the beings on Jupiter are inherently more masculine, although their feminine is fully balanced um, and well integrated. So Whenever you are descending through or yeah, descending through these dimensions um, and you come out of the seventh dimension. So in the seventh dimension, you're creating contracts for your lower dimensional um, lifetimes is how it's it's kind of done. Um, I feel like I'm very much tripping on my words today. I don't know what is going on anyways. Um Maybe it's just like me 
and my perception of myself today, but I hope it's coming across well. Um, but whenever you create a contract in the seventh dimension, you understand that because of the um, more dense vibration of the cosmic bodies in the fifth and in the third dimension, um, you're going to have to split yourself. And um, sometimes you will create your contract as one whole soul, um, as one being in the seventh dimension. And a lot of times too, you will split in the seventh dimension to acclimate your polarities. And um, in that case, it's usually because both halves are going to incarnate on the planet and they both need to construct um, lifetimes for each of their halves and they do it together. It's kind of like teamwork. It's kind of like a group project. (laughs) Um, so how this relates is whenever you split into two, you're going to split in one divine feminine and one divine masculine. And of course you hold within you, um, the opposite polarity. It's just not in a 50, 50 balance. Like it would be if you were one whole soul, it's in a 90-10 balance, just similar to when you view the yin and yang um, symbol. And I just saw 333 and the birds are chirping and so spirit's like, yep, you're on the right track, keep going. (laughs) Um, And so whenever you incarnate and with twin flames, that's what it is. You are two halves of one soul. And that's what creates the physical expression of these two polarities. Now, not everyone is going to incarnate both halves of their soul at the same time. Not everyone is going to be on the planet with their twin flame. Are there a lot more twin flames now on the planet? Yes, it's part of where we're at in the Great Awakening. Um, but many are also not here, especially those who are awakening on the planet for the first time. They are not here with the other half of their soul. And the reason for this is because each polarity of the soul will incarnate. They incarnate in tandem. So the divine feminine will go, then the divine masculine, or vice versa. It doesn't really matter, but typically the feminine will go first um, because the feminine is the leading energy and will incarnate and they'll go back and forth, back and forth, and they'll learn as much as they can as one half of the soul. There comes a point where each half of the soul has learned as much as it can on its own and it needs itself as a catalyst and so then comes the twin flame lifetimes and there are typically three of those lifetimes there can be more but there is at least three lifetimes I just saw 111 (laughs) and 1133 holy heck Um, but typically you'll have at least three lifetimes with your twin flame And this is because meeting the other half of your soul on the same planet in a different body when you've never done that before, it's fucking trippy. Like even as someone who's very seasoned with this experience, there are days where my human mind goes, I met the other half of me. What the fuck? (laughs) And it's the coolest, weirdest, most cosmic and divine thing. Um, And that is the divine feminine and the divine masculine meeting in the physical. But whenever regardless of whether you meet your twin flame, regardless of whether they are incarnated with you, you have the opposite polarity within you. And if you don't have the other half of your soul physically incarnated with you, they are actually a huge part of your higher self. Um, I have clients who are what is known as a monadic twin, which is someone who has not incarnated both halves. And it's really cool to see that dynamic as well. 
And so the divine feminine, let's kind of jump into that, is the leading energy. She is the intuitive energy. And like I said, he and she are just energy. is nothing to do with sex or gender. So um, please don't take that to heart. I think you will be able to identify yourself with one of these polarities more so today because I'm really going to go into depth about um, how they operate, what their natural abilities are, and how to balance um, both of your polarities within. So the divine feminine will be 90% feminine, 10% masculine, her inner masculine, how we refer to it. And a little bit about the divine feminine, like I said, she is the yin in the yin and yang. So she's the black portion um, of the of the yin yang symbol. And this is because her energy represents the cosmic womb. And that is um, the darkness, but not darkness in the sense of like evil, spooky darkness, but um, like the darkness of space. And it is said that in, in this void of space is where everything and nothing exists. And this is such a beautiful ode to the divine feminine because she can create something out of nothing with the simple will of her consciousness. And it is so beautiful. And so she is the life force energy. She rules the spiritual mind. So the higher chakras, the throat, the third eye, and the crown chakras in the physical human. And she's going to be very creative and very expansive. And she will have, she'll often be like a big visionary. She has lots of ideas and she wants to create a lot. She's very artistic, very intuitive, very in flow with how she lives her life. Um, she is recognized as being the passive energy because she does not force anything. She just lets it um, happen because she knows that anything that she manifests in her mind will manifest in her physical reality, especially as she integrates her inner masculine. And with that, that makes her the receiving energy. She is the receiver of manifestations as where the masculine is going to be the activator or the initiator. So we'll talk about that in just a moment. Um, in the divine um, feminine energy as well, this is the negative polarity. Um, and negative doesn't mean like bad or yucky or anything like that. It's just um, energetic polarity, kind of like electrons and protons. Is that what it is? Anyways, uh, me trying to remember chemistry or was it physics? I can't remember the human stuff. Anyways, um, so that's a little bit about the divine feminine. I'm going to get into the aligned and misaligned energies after I explain both of the polarities a little bit more. So let's dive into the divine masculine. The divine masculine is um, very logical. He is the positive polarity. Again, has nothing to do with being good or bad. And he is the white in the yin and the yang. He brings the light through his presence because the divine masculine is presence. So if you're struggling to be present in your day-to-day -day life, it's your masculine energy that needs realignment. He is yang. Um, and so with this, he is the activator. So as where the divine feminine has these really beautiful ideas it's the masculine energy that is going to initiate the physical manifestation of that creative idea, of that vision. 
And this is why whenever we're talking about manifestation, you can't just sit there and meditate on it all day because we live in a physical reality. So that's where you have to integrate your masculine energy and move through life as your manifestation is being called in. You have to act in a way that helps your manifestation come along. It's almost like the divine feminine can see the entire path and she sees the like where the path is leading to exactly. But the divine masculine has to like has to walk it. Um, and so being that you are one half of a soul in this human body listening to this podcast, you have to use your feminine energy, your inner feminine to get the vision, to get the idea, to understand where you're headed. And you have to then use your masculine energy, integrate that energy and move and take action and behave in a way that is going to move that forward in the physical realm. And that's how you work with these polarities. But the divine masculine um, has to make sure he's accessing his higher chakras to be able to see the vision, to make it work, or else he's just going to be acting out of ego. Um, so with that, the divine masculine rules the physical body. So divine feminine rules the spiritual mind. Divine masculine rules the physical body. He's very courageous and transcendent because he has to find a lot of courage within himself to take those steps forward toward his vision. And through that, he goes through this transcendental process of expanding his consciousness and ascending to his higher chakras because the divine masculine um, is naturally strong in his lower chakras, the root, the solar, or the root, the sacral, and the solar. And if you're wondering, okay, well, where does that leave the heart? The heart is the bridge. And so the heart allows for, um, in the divine feminine, her to move her energy from being feminine to moving through her heart and integrating her lower chakras, her inner masculine. And for the divine masculine, the heart allows him to move out of his lower chakras through the heart and integrate his inner feminine through the higher chakras. So this is how all of that um, comes together. And that's what's known as inner union. When you fully balance and integrate your feminine and masculine, regardless of what predominant polarity you have, and that allows you to be in full soul alignment. And it's something that takes a lot of time, um, a lot of healing to do. So with that being said, let's understand um, what it means to have an imbalanced feminine or masculine. So we're going to move into the imbalances. And I'm kind of just going to list these off because I have um, this uh, graphic that I created. So I'm just going to reference that. So let's start with the divine feminine. And if you want, you can get your notes app out, you can get your journal out and kind of make like a little checklist and see how imbalanced um, your feminine is versus how balanced she is. And this is a good exercise to do whether you are the divine feminine or the divine masculine because again, you hold both of these polarities within you. It's important to have them both in alignment. So Whenever she's in her wounding or distortion, as a lot of people um, refer to it, the divine feminine is going to feel the following. Self-doubt, despair. She's going to be overgiving. She's not going to have any boundaries. She's going to be apathetic, overcaring. She's going to need external validation. She's going to be sloppy with how she conducts herself. 
She's going to lack motivation, be uncertain, have a lot of worry, anxiety, is going to feel submissive, is going to be chasing, whether that's attention. She's just going to, she's not going to be trusting. She's not going to be able to use her voice. She's going to feel worthless. She's going to have victim mentality. She's going to be codependent. She's going to deflect her responsibility. And she's not going to have any libido. So those are all the signs of having a distorted, wounded, misaligned feminine energy. But whenever you heal these different parts of yourself and you understand why you're feeling this way, you're going to move into alignment. So let's talk about the Divine Feminine's alignment. When the Divine Feminine is fully aligned in her energy, in her polarity, she is going to be in flow. She's going to enjoy the mystery of life and often be a bit of an enigma to others. She's going to be creative, intuitive, tender, flexible, all-embracing, in the moment, responsive, adaptable, very comfortable in the unknown, sensual, collaborative, receptive, inclusive, emotional, instinctual, inspirational, nurturing. She's going to have deep desire. She's going to be in a simple state of being. She's not going to feel the need to do. She's going to be being. And she's going to be interconnected. And that means on an interdimensional level, she'll be interconnected. And so through this balancing of the feminine, because typically what will happen is to balance your masculine, you need to balance your feminine. Because if the feminine is the emotional body, which we know it is, how can you act different, behave different, create new habits, move different in the world if your emotions are standing in your way. So you align and heal your feminine energy and then typically you'll heal and align your masculine. And this actually goes for both sides. Although the masculine will start making um, physically based ego changes that are more in high alignment with his soul and the physical slightly a bit more before tapping into his feminine, but he'll see the more that he taps into his feminine, um, his inner feminine, he's going to make even bigger changes in the physical. So um, they go they go hand in hand. For the divine masculine, whenever he is in his wounding, distortion, or misalignment, he's going to be isolating himself. He's going to be very controlling, either of the people around him or of his life. So if you're trying to control your manifestations, fix your masculine energy. Um, he's going to be selfish. He's going to have a lack or fear of emotional intimacy. He's going to be very rigid and overstructured. Um, like everything is a checklist to, to a distorted masculine. He's going to feel very stressed. He's going to struggle with perfectionism and workaholism. He's going to be emotionally distant, guarded, suspicious. Um, he's going to be very competitive and comparative um, with himself to other people and even project that onto others. He'll be hyper-independent and he'll be more focused on the goal rather than the process of achieving the goal. And my higher self has always told me like, um, perfection is in the process, not the outcome because 90% of your life is the process. So take that as you will. 
Um, and a few more things when the masculine is in distortion. He's going to have an inflated ego or be arrogant. He might be harsh and he will punish to motivate, um, whether that's himself or others. It's often um, self-reflected. And then as he heals, he's going to heal his masculine and then his feminine, his masculine and his feminine. And then he'll move into full masculine alignment after he fully embraces his inner feminine, his emotional side. And through this, the aligned masculine will represent as being very planning, logical. He'll also be a visionary though, because he's going to see that he's tapped into his feminine and he can view um, life expansively. He's going to be more practical, um, authoritative, courageous. He's, he's going to be very present. He's going to provide a safe space um, for those around him, especially his divine feminine, both inner and outer. He is consciousness, so he's going to be very higher. Um, he's going to be very tapped into his higher consciousness. He's going to have structure, but a balanced structure. He's going to be um, purposeful, transcendental, organized, results-based while enjoying the process. And through this process, he will be very diligent, attentive, strategic, and discerning. He'll have a strong willpower. He'll be very protective, not overprotective, but he'll be very protective of his higher consciousness, like no one can fuck with his higher consciousness. He'll be independent, activating, He'll be very helpful. Um, he will be very intellectual. And his process is about the doing. So his feminine is about being and he is about doing. And so, so those are different ways to identify if your feminine and masculine energies are more in alignment or more in distortion. If they fall in the latter category, it's really important to balance and heal those energies. And so how you're going to do that to heal your divine feminine energy, this is about clearing and connecting to your higher chakras. So really understanding your own emotions. Why do you feel the way that you do? Like go deep, not just surface level. Like why do you feel the way that you do? And really combing through any emotional pain that causes you to be um, overgiving, that causes you to need external validation and typically what that healing looks like for a divine feminine is through her higher chakras, she's going to understand the imbalances of her lower chakras that contribute to her um, misalignment. For example, whenever the divine feminine is seeking external validation, her solar plexus is wounded. And it's not that the chakras are each inherently more masculine or feminine, although they do have their own like vibration and polarity um, but having a distorted or imbalanced solar plexus doesn't mean that just your masculine energy is off it can also and will also affect your feminine and in that example that's the case and so the divine feminine will have to through her higher chakras understand what is causing her to feel this way in her lower chakras what traumas hasn't she faced what emotional wounds and pains are plaguing her why does she struggle to use her voice and to set healthy boundaries? What is she afraid of? What is causing her anxiety? Um, these are some really good prompts to use if you're struggling with journaling and combing through some of this. 
Um, but the best ways to balance your feminine energy are going to be through meditation, journaling, and um, spending time doing um, anything in nature, light activity in nature. The feminine is very like light and airy. So going for a walk, having a picnic, sitting with a tree, journaling outside. Um, these are all different things that can really help you balance your feminine energy and um, meditation is going to be the key here because the higher chakras um, are the deep connection to the higher self, to the higher dimensions of consciousness. And it's through higher consciousness that you're going to be able to gain awareness, um, that first level of awakening, and really allow yourself that healing process. For the divine masculine, if you are struggling with a misalignment, a distortion, or a wounding in the masculine, you're going to have to um, use your lower chakras to help move you up and through to your higher chakras. And so this is about um, problem solving. What problems are you facing in your internal and external world and what solutions do you need to get through them? So if the divine masculine is having a problem with... Um, let's say workaholism and perfectionism, he has to look at why am I um, needing to be perfect? What am I running from? Why do I have to be busy all of the time? Why can't I sit with myself? And through asking those questions, he's going to open up his heart and gain access through the higher chakras to be able to understand his emotions. And that's going to lead to an even deeper level of healing. But he has to give himself the opportunity to be present fully with himself in the quiet of himself to be able to move um, through those distortions as well. And some really good ways to balance masculine energy is um, by working out, by checking things off of your to-do list, but doing these things in a way that it is relaxed. Working out and then stopping when your body says it's had enough. Checking two to three things off of your to-do list and congratulating yourself for getting things done today. Not being so hard on yourself in that process. But arguably for masculine energy, the key is really about understanding the emotional side of things um, within the self to then be able to change and, and solve problems and create solutions in the physical environment. Um, and the same does go for the feminine, but the healing is an inward journey. And because the feminine represents that inward part of the self, it's going to be a little bit easier for divine feminines to get into that space um, to create the space to connect with themselves they're also more connected to their higher chakras but the divine masculine um, is more than capable like just as capable as the feminine he just has to work through the resistance of his lower chakras that might keep him stuck in that lower vibration of his consciousness and allow himself to um, step out of that and into the heart space so that he can observe and analyze what it is that he's experiencing. Um, good activities to balance the masculine energy as well as actually yoga. Yoga is great for both polarities. It's a physical activity that brings in breath and presence um, and um, conscious attention to the body, to the self, to the mind, and it really helps bridge the gap between the two. So if you're a divine masculine really struggling with connecting with yourself, 
I really would recommend doing yoga. Um, someone that I recommend on YouTube is Yoga with Adrian. She is absolutely incredible. She has yoga for literally everything. Like she's got, I swear, thousands of videos. Um, she's really, really incredible. And of course, too, um, you can go to a yoga class, a yoga studio, Pilates studio as well. Um, but yoga specifically is really great, especially it's a good bridge for the masculine to start getting into his inner connection and really balancing both of his energies. Um, so that's a little bit about the divine feminine and the divine masculine um, on a more personal and soul growth kind of level. So just editing Mads coming in here. Um, I decided to actually link you guys a divine feminine, divine masculine worksheet. Um, so I'm going to have that linked below. It's going to be included in the blog post um, because going forward, every episode now is going to have an accompanied blog post if you're interested in also um, the written material. Um, if that's easier for you, you can take like screenshots, take notes. Um, but I'm also going to include a worksheet that will allow you to um, decipher what energies are imbalanced and um, it's also going to give like different um, kind of like exercises not physical necessarily but like little tidbits and methods to bring yourself into full alignment um, and I'm going to include a couple of journal prompts in that worksheet too so um, yeah it's linked below in the show notes or in the description box if you're on YouTube. But before we wrap up here, I do just want to talk a little bit about what the divine feminine and masculine provide to the earth in terms of the collective awakening. So in 2019, we had the year of yin, which was when um, the divine feminine energy on the planet was rising. There were mass awakenings that took place in 2019 and um, set the energetic tone for the masculines to then be able to awaken in 2020. Now, this doesn't mean that if you awakened after 2019 that you're divine masculine or vice versa. It just means that there was a predominant wave of divine feminines who went through a massive awakening in 2019 um, to set the energetic framework for what was to come the following year, which was the beginning of the Great Awakening. They kind of like put a flashlight in a cave, so to speak. And um, obviously that's on a very like subconscious and energetic level in terms of humanity. Um, but the divine feminine is here to bring um, awareness um, to what has really been going on within each human, but more specifically on the planet. Um, she is here to connect humanity back to their soul and to really um, make the path more clear um, to travel through the ascension. And of course, this is a figurative path. It is a very internal path. Basically, what this means is she is creating the energetic path within the chakra template um, of humanity to be able to ascend. And that's why um, whenever you awaken, you go through your awakening, you tap into your divine feminine energy, people around you start to awaken. Even if it's very little, even if it's very subtle, even if it's just one shift in consciousness. Um, and this is because she's creating that energetic path and it has a butterfly effect. And the divine masculine's role 
is to then implement that awakening and shed light on it in the physical. So he is going to then take the wisdom from the feminine experience, more so internal, when he goes through his feminine alignment and his full awakening, and then he is going to implement it in the physical by creating new systems and structures for society, um, whether that's through his job, whether that's just through his own cultivations of his relationships in his life. And together, the divine feminine and the divine masculine um, as individuals, but also as counterparts, are going to um, provide to the great awakening of humanity. The feminine is bringing in a new way of thinking, of being, and the masculine is bringing in a new way of doing, of behaving. And I just got big, big, big chills when I said that. And ultimately, of course, that is why um, more twin flames have incarnated on the planet because um, the souls that have incarnated both halves of themselves at once on the planet um, are souls that have been on the planet more often than the souls who are monadic. Um, And that's not a superiority thing at all. It's just they've had more incarnations at this point in space-time. And so they are more energetically calibrated um, to bring forth this ascension in that way. But even if you aren't incarnated with both halves of your soul, you are still such an integral part of this experience because you are not only learning so much in this experience for your soul, but through that, you are providing a lot. You are going to make huge shifts because being that you are one half of your soul, but you have access to both halves fully within yourself, I mean, that's kind of a cool experience, you know, like you really get to channel the other half of your soul who is on the other side guiding you and really implement higher dimensional structures from the source of higher dimensional structures. So I just saw 1111 again. Um, So don't be discouraged if um, you are here on your own, quote unquote, you're not really here on your own. You're just one half and one body. Um, so I'm going to get into that conversation a little bit more with twin flames in, in a little bit, because I know so many people are like, is my twin flame here? Is my twin flame here? And just to like put it out there very like lightly and compassionately, if you have to ask yourself, have I met my twin flame? You haven't. When you meet the other half of your soul, whether you know what twin flames are, whether you know right away you just know when you meet the person that that there's something different it's unlike anything that you've ever met before and with how common the word is now and how open spirituality is um in in the mainstream society now um you'll just know you don't have to ask you just kind of know even without knowing you know because this person just feels very 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 different to you. I just saw 222. Um, So if you're asking, chances are you haven't. If you've met someone, but you're in this like, are they, are they not? There is a few things that could be happening. And that's um, a conversation that we will have more um, deeply, more detailed when we talk about twin flames, which is coming very, very soon. 
um, because I know um, there's quite a few people in the collective over on Instagram who are twin flames and um, some of you are actually with your counterparts. So I want to provide some really helpful information um, for you to be able to navigate that to your highest potential. Um, But don't feel bad. Don't feel like you're missing anything if it's just your half of your soul incarnated on the planet. Um, There is still so much more to learn and experience and so much that you can connect with in this life through uh, your interactions and even to your own soul within your own meditation practice and spirituality. So um, yeah, I'll just leave that there. Um, But next week, um, I am going to be diving into more of this topic in a little bit of a different way. Um, Next week, we're going to be exploring why and how souls incarnate on earth, specifically why and how are we human. And I'm really excited to be announcing something very special next week. So if you have if you've been curious your entire life of how are we human? Why are we human? What is our purpose here? What the fuck are we doing on this planet that doesn't seem to make any sense? Um, then definitely come back next week and um, stay tuned for that special announcement. I'm announcing it first on the podcast. Um, so listeners will get the scoop first and first access. Hint, hint. And um yeah, I'm really looking forward to really diving deep into that and connecting with you all more through this weird human experience. Like, I'm literally talking into a piece of metal and foam right now. Like, is that just not weird to anyone else? Like, why do I need to talk into metal to convey a message? Like, why can't I just teleport my consciousness? Anyways, <laughs> that's my esoteric thought and tangent to leave you on with um, the end of this episode, but... I hope that you enjoyed the content today and I hope that it helped you understand whether you are a divine feminine or a divine masculine um, and uh, which energies are in alignment, which energies need some healing. And yeah, I will see you in the next one. Have an incredible week. You are loved. You are divine. Go out there. Be your best, highest self this week.